downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour online radio broadcast with your on-air host, Christopher Albert. He is going to amaze you, surprise you, or sadly underwhelm you. That's for you to decide. In the meantime, stay tuned. It's the Junk and Jam Hour with Christopher Albert. As heard only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Which means it's Monday. And some of you are still white girl wasted. I guess you can be black girl wasted too. But that sounds racist. So we'll just say white girl wasted. Yeah. White girl wasted. Right here on the Junk and Jam Hour. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. You are listening to the Junk and Jam Hour. I'm your host, Christopher Albert. Um, as always, uh, we have a very special guest. My in studio guest today is a native New Yorker from Brooklyn who is of Haitian descent, which means she speaks two languages. Yes, I do. English <laughs> and Haitian Creole. Uh, her area of higher educational study was in communications technology. And one of her many talents <laughs> includes singing. <laughs> as she herself has performed in a choir, just like me. Hey, most of her life. Um, so we are going to just assume <laughs> you have the voice of an angel. Uh, and she admittedly loves listening to Oprah's Super Soul podcast. Yes, I do. In the morning. Uh, she is a dedicated creative who has initiated her own photography and media production company and is the creator of the hashtag I Think You're Pretty campaign, um, which aims to help dark-skinned girls define what beauty means to them. So very important. I eagerly introduce you all to photographer, media producer, and founder of Lenza Production, Miss Anna August. <laughs> Yay! August, did I say that August, right? August, August. <laughs> now, Anna, obviously, you're going to be joining me for the hour. Yes. Um, but first, important. <laughs> Our very first segment of the Not day. Perfect. Really weird news. Yes. Uh, we There's a lot of news mm-hmm. on television. Yes. On radio. I think by the time we get here, and it's Monday, right? It's, <laughs> yes, it's too it much for all of that. There's been a lot going on in the news. Yeah. It's depressing at times. And you're in media. Yeah. You see I am. it. So, right. Yeah. So I try to not find depressing news. <laughs> you find silly news? <laughs> silly, weird news, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but today we're going to actually keep it real. It is um, Black History Month. Yes, it is. Um, so one of the news stories I found, uh, it seems like it's been a big issue lately, um, because, you know, <laughs> why privilege is strong. Uh, <laughs> the superintendent of Victory Christian School in Sacramento, California, yeah. has issued an apology last week uh, to parents and students after initially allowing one of his teachers to wear blackface oh, during wow. an African history lesson. Um, which, of course, offended many families of course, yes. in the community. Now, his name is John Huffman, if you guys want to find him. 
uh, the superintendent, he explained that the elementary teacher involved was allowed to dress up as a Central African native woman <laughs> in order to tell the life story of missionary David Livingstone. I didn't know who missionary, this missionary guy, but he was an Englishman mm-hmm. who went to Africa uh, in the late 1800s. Um, and, and, and one of his failed missions, of course, yeah. um, he tried to abolish slavery oh, wow. on his own. Hmm. But he eventually ended up being funded by the very people who were funding the slave, tra- the slave trade of the uh, between um, the Arab and Swahili trade. Mm-hmm. So, um, in an effort to bring authenticity to her role, which of course was just to bring in a black person, <laughs> or use one of the kids, to or play use the one role. of the kids, like, or show a, or show a movie. Put real faces to it. In this day There's age, plenty of footage. In this day and age, especially when like black faces everywhere and it's in the news, you you come on. You cannot turn around and act as if like you're shocked that people would be offended by you doing right. that. Right. So <laughs> So in an effort to bring authenticity, this lovely white teacher wore a typical native dress and headdress. Um, and she also <laughs> used, of course, makeup to darken her skin tone. On her arms, shoulders, and face. So much trouble to go through mm-hmm. to be an African. Have you heard the story of like um, the Balmain um, designer? No. He had um, African-American um, models yes. walk his runway, his wear his clothes. But he decided to make their skin darker by, ma- by painting their skin. And, and these were white models? They, no, these were already black women. They were already black. And then I guess he wanted to like them to look like black, black. So he just painted their skin to make it even darker. And it was just like, everyone was talking about it. Everyone was like, why would you do that? <laughs> They're already, their so skin we are going to talk about this, right? Yeah. Because obviously, um, well, I look at you. <laughs> you're a, a, My melanin is popping, your yes. Mel- <laughs> your melanin is popping. <laughs> I mean, I still look at you as like a nice beautiful dark chocolate homegirl thank you thank you <laughs> um but obviously that it you, you know we come from families of all well first of all um your family uh, your ancestors from haiti yes haitian yeah um which means a lot of our african ancestors came from the sl- same slave trade yeah right? of course yeah. you know they went to puerto rico then we, we all came from africa and then yeah, yeah, just, yeah. we just dispersed. we also share taino indians oh yes we right do. So um, now you understand our families come in many different colors. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> from me to you to even darker. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that because obviously when you think about entertainment business, mm-hmm. even the darker color models, let's say in this instance, will get replaced for lighter skinned and then they'll just darken them that's, that's for the, this the, specific the, project that, when there's plenty of dark yeah or models out that's there. in film that's in um modeling that's in that's in every avenue um zoe zaldana when they use her to play um like a dark skin i forgot um i forgot the, who they use her to play but they darken her skin yeah to play this this i think it was lena no not lena but they they use her they darken her skin yeah but it was such a controversy because there are so many african-american artists 
yeah out there that they could have used to play this role yes. i mean nobody's upset that they painted zoe green no right? because no. anyone everyone has to be painted green <laughs> but why get someone you have to paint when you have perfectly great actors yes. out there who can outperform her i feel like she's sure. a, i think she's a basic actress there are people out there who could could wear her out yeah sure <laughs> but yeah you're but they're use, going for a certain look yeah and then if you don't fit that look they'll make it work it's the dumbest thing ever you're wasting money by doing all that because you gotta think about like yes. all the money that you're putting into makeup and all these things yeah right right come on so now but now going back to this superintendent you mentioned a good point he said he should have anticipated <laughs> that it could have been offensive and he apologized <laughs> to the students asking them to forgive the forgive the hurt that he's caused i feel like what is there to anticipate i mean i still don't get how why people are not getting it oh now we have the governor of virginia right mm -hmm. who has refused to resign so far yeah because of that picture that came up with yes him. yes <laughs> i feel like here's the history lesson all right uh blackface was used minstrel performance mm -hmm. by non-black performers to, to help spread derogatory yeah. stereotypes yeah. and messages to ridicule black people basically right, right. it the the and the picture was oh there's darky on that plantation there's mm -hmm. the mammies the, the mammies yeah. yes yeah of course perpetuate these stereo and 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 it wasn't and i think this is what people forget it is part of the whole and people still forget mm -hmm. this oh what do you mean you know you had a black president and one by the way out of many <laughs> You know, you're on television, steps, you're doing steps, big things, steps. you're doing, you know, black people aren't as, you know, black people are well off today. What is the problem? Well, they're giving us, you know, they're giving us an inch, you know, that should, you should be happy with that. We gave you an right. inch. Come on. Why are you trying to take a mile? So now, um, moving on, um, because we have a lot to talk about um, in terms of that topic. Um, did you know this, Anna? You can now pray with the Pope really from anywhere especially on your iphone click to pray is the app and you can use it for communal prayer and it's aimed at young people um and it gives pope francis and his followers a convenient way to turn their smart devices <laughs> um into prayer they can see what the leader of the catholic church is praying for at any given time so wait so the pope is sitting somewhere in front in front of a computer right now <laughs> i think <laughs> replying well, to no, everyone's no, no. messages so, uh, during their live prayer ceremonies okay people can just send in their prayers chime in and send in, also send in their prayers yes i personally that's a little too much Come as on. someone who is a gay android user mm-hmm feel once again shunned away from the catholic church <laughs> yeah because i do not have an iphone <laughs> oh <laughs> come on join the team iphone team iphone here i'm, I'm, I'm still not sold <laughs> is this something are you are you uh you know you, you've sung in church you've sung his praises mm -hmm. you've sung hymns yes and as well gospel i'm assuming yes definitely um which is one way of prayer is this something you'd be interested in to speak to the Pope? No, I mean, well, to send him my prayer? Yeah. I'm good. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, you know what it is with, like, the whole, the whole, like, that whole idea? I don't think I need someone else to pray for me. 
Got it. I can pray for myself. So I no, think I'm good. So you don't need the click to pray app. No, I'm good. No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I can do that myself. Now, uh, Pen- now a Pennsylvania police department is looking for volunteers mm-hmm. to get drunk. What? In Kutztown, Kutztown Borough Police Department said they are giving three volunteers a chance to help train officers in field sobriety tests <laughs> by offering them rounds of drinks on their dime. Oh. Unfortunately, they've received lots of requests. So the Kutztown Police Department uh, released a tweet this weekend. We have an overwhelming response for this. And at this <laughs> point, we have enough volunteers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't need to volunteer anything to get drunk, right? I think Just I would drunk. No, I would volunteer for that. Like, would you? I'm getting paid to get drunk. Like, come on, if free drinks, free drinks. Are, I'm, I'm in. I'm in it for it. I'm in. You're, for you're it. all in for it. I'm all right, guys. Well, <laughs> that was our really weird news segment, guys. <laughs> uh, now moving on, we have, of course. Anna August August. It's me. Yes. Auguste. Yay. Auguste. Joining us. How was your weekend? My weekend went really well. Um, yesterday I had um uh my well the very first part of the photo shoot for my project. Yes. So yes. now we're gonna talk about that. So now you are a photographer. Yes, I am. Mainly. Brief briefly tell us about your journey, like your interest in photography. What inspired your love for the lens? Um, when I first started out, I did not, I did not want, I, I had no interest in photography. Yeah. I went to school just to learn basically television production. Okay. And, um. Which is still camera work. Yes. Right? Still You're camera still, work. You still have an eye. I, I, I still do. Yeah. It's, it's basically almost the same thing. Yeah. It's just like, um, this is camera. Capturing moments. It's moving images. It's still or moving, but, right. Yeah. But what the photography is just still images. And um, after it was after I graduated, that's when I picked up a camera, and I thought, hmm, this. I, let me just try it out. Yeah, I'm just trying it out on my friends. I'm just trying it out on my family. Not members. that, not that, cameras are cheap, right? But no. they still are more portable. Yeah, than the equipment. Yeah, than the like well, the large at the video time. cameras. Yeah, yeah. So I had a DSLR. I bought a DSLR after I graduated um, college and. I wanted to use that for both video and photography because yeah. of, its, of, of its ability to do that. So, And then I said, you know what, let me just try doing photography. And I started just trying it out. And I thought, wow, I like it. It, it felt easy. It was easy to do. And I like the fact that you can document someone now, on a whim. Now, I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Obviously, your job <laughs> as a creative person yes. is to make it look easy. <laughs> Well, yes. But we all know by the time you're saying it was easy, you already put in the work to understanding <laughs> it took what makes years. a good photograph. About, I, you understand like, lighting. Yeah. By that point, you understood shades. You understood shadow. You yeah. understood skin tone. Yes. Which brings us to... So sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> cut you off. But no, it took me about like four, five, six years until yeah. I actually got the hang of it yeah. and understood what I was doing. But now, I guess the part of you that came so easy for you was you really loved. I loved it. Yeah. I loved the like. I loved being able to just document people so quickly. That's what it is. Like basically, you're documenting a, a time, a piece of time, and it just like turn it and put it into photography. Yeah. So um, I just love that aspect, and um, that's why I just gravitate towards it more than film itself. Yeah. It's so easy to do. 
and you can just um she uses that word so <laughs> so loosely <laughs> it's so easy to do for me <laughs> it comes naturally it well, comes naturally after yeah. putting in the work yeah so now um lenza productions yeah um a, is is a New York City based digital media production <laughs> group, which you started. Why well, I, I started? Well, can I just give you a brief history. Go, on yes, that. please. Um, I started it. Um, I didn't really start it by myself. I well, was we never get to where we're going alone, right? <laughs> I was graduating college, and my college friend named Dinar, we both decided we were like, you know, we're going to collaborate and do this together. And um, at first we were like, oh yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do a, a you know, a video group together and. And so she, um, we, we kind of, we didn't, we didn't fall off. We didn't have any bad, you know, breakup or anything. It was just like life just took over. She ended up getting a job. Yeah. I ended up getting a diff- different job and it was, we just kind of like disbanded. And then um, I spoke to her Yeah. and I said, Hey, like we have this logo. We have, you know, the name, we have like the pages that we created together already. Would, it, would you be okay if I just continued the project, like continue on with the mission? And she said, yeah, go yes, ahead. Like, yes. please <laughs> take over. I'm <laughs> assuming she had more. She just found a more pragmatic way to live. Yeah. Yeah. Than as an artist. Yeah. yeah. She she works as a marketing. I think marketing in. Um, oh, so she found a different way. Yeah. To use her. She, creative she believe eye. me, she is really creative. Yes. She has her work, um, her designs on like billboards and stuff now. She's traveling. Yeah, look at that. She's, she's an amazing person and um i'm so proud of her so um but so you you had help creating this baby of yours yes I and did. you didn't want to kill it no i didn't want to kill it i was like you know what why kill a good thing yeah i might as well just like push through it which obviously inspires so um so let's get down why though was it important then for you then to restart this production company um, we're going to talk about the i think you're pretty campaign but Let's talk about why you wanted, why you needed this platform. Um, well, like I said before, we, it was already created. So why, you know, destroy a good thing? Um, I wanted to do it because I wanted to challenge myself. Um, I just wanted, um, I wanna, I'm one of those people who always say, oh, I want to do something. I want to do something, but I never actually put in the work to do it. But I saw so many people around me were just like pursuing their goals and, and they had these dreams and they were just like chasing it and i'm yeah. sitting around saying to myself why am i not doing this yeah why am i not like you know i put in the work putting in the work myself to do this yeah so i just made the decision you know what i'm just gonna do it whether i fell or i you know i win in this race um at least that i at least i ran i ran it there are people yes. who are just sitting on the sideline looking at other people run and saying, oh yeah good job but no i want to run this race myself so yes um, and, and just what you do and what I see you do as a media producer, you obviously help others yeah, um, run their race. Run their race. <laughs> yeah. You help others put their dreams together or, yeah. you know, just help cultivate their ideas. You help yes, them nurture their, you know, their their dreams, I suppose. And it's, it's fun doing it. I yeah. love sitting back and just watching them do their work. Yes. Like, cause, um, for those of you who don't know, like, I work as a production coordinator and um, at a TV station in Manhattan and, like, I help people set up their studios. I help people edit um, their, their work. Um, producers edit their work and it's just an Shout amazing... Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you do a lot of hard work. Yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. which is great. 
And this is what a lot of us get to, right? Is uh-huh. what am I now doing for myself? Yeah. And with I, these gifts, with these te- with these skills that I've worked hard to attain. And I was I was at that point. I'm looking at I'm at work and I'm looking at all these people who's producing just amazing work. Well, they have their own TV show. I mean, of course, you have your own show also. <laughs> Mind your business, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm watching all these people do their their own shows, and and everyone used to come up to me and say, "Hey, why aren't you doing your own thing too?" And I'm like, I don't know why. I I was it was a lot of fear, fear of failure. Sure. Sure. Um, just doubt, self doubt, just knowing that you know there's a lot of people who's not going to support you, okay, with, with your endeavor. So that's a big fear. Yeah, sure. that's a, yeah. So that was what was driving me to not to just sit back and just watch from the sideline. And but then I I said you know what these people don't matter, right? They don't matter. They don't get it. They don't get. They yeah, they don't will. get. They don't get your vision. But now, do you feel like since you've Put both dipped both of your feet in the lens of productions pool mm-hmm. that you've now attracted the support you need. I did. Good. It's crazy. Like I have my friends now who's just like stepping in, just doing like just, there's some. I have friends who just say to me, "Hey, what do you I need believe. from me? What I do you need from me?" Doing. I have one of my friends. I was just texting her before I came here. She said, "Hey, um, I'm into I'm into doing makeup. Do you need someone to do makeup for you? I'll do it for free." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. She said, "Yeah, I'll do it for free. I'll be there." when is your next photo shoot i was like great <laughs> thank you for coming <laughs> yeah so like there are people out there who like you people you think they would not support you are showing up and showing out and just stepping up and saying hey what can i do for you exactly yeah and i'm grateful for that good Truly i'm glad i'm glad that. you're feeling the love now let's <laughs> talk about uh your current one of your one of your current projects or at least one of the projects that will be under yes the lens of production yes umbrella the hashtag i think your pretty campaign yes which is exactly what it sounds like um helping dark-skinned girls or just even dark-skinned girls themselves defining what beauty yes. means Miss to them. them yeah and you're you're a dark-skinned girl yourself thank right you. You thank fall. you hey <laughs> um now okay well i want to catch our audience up so now for the month of march which is mm-hmm. women's history month yes that's the month I'll be this will releasing. be the series that you're releasing for that to help celebrate women's history month um and then i think you're pretty is going to be a series of photos of dark-skinned african-american women who also share a little bit about themselves and who they are yeah um how did this come to be and why is it important for you to to um, help these women tell their story um, now we're in a we're in an age where um, a lot of women, like um, African American dark skin women, are being appreciated, which is amazing. So many people you look at Instagram now, every other page is like some black female, like dark skin female who's just like being glorified. She's beautiful, you know, melanin popping, everything, black girl magic. But I can honestly like like I can honestly say back when I was growing up, it wasn't like that. It really wasn't. I that and that's what led to a lot of insecurities with me. Sure. Um, I remember around the time when I first came into America. I was around like seven, eight years old. Well, now growing up in Haiti is different. Women in Haiti were they're all dark skin, natural hair, curvy women, goddesses of the sun. Yes, yes, sun kissed women. (laughs) So like, and then I came to America, and it was just a complete culture shock. 
Yeah. And um, I remember just like family members, even family members who grew up here in America, they're all saying to me, oh, you know, you need to do this with your hair. You need to change your hair, straighten your hair. Yeah. And one of my cousins, which is no longer in my life anymore, that's another story, but... <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> she used to say stuff like... I will like, miss you. <laughs> she used to say stuff like, you know, um, when you straighten your hair, then you'll be pretty. Yes. Oh, when you... You know, do this to your appearance. You cover your... I have, a lar- like, a large forehead, but she said, you know, when you grow your hair out and cover your forehead, then you'll be pretty. It's like, you know, why am I not pretty now? Yes. So now I want to talk about that because let's just skip to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because now, obviously, you're helping. This led to your project. Yeah, this led just led to me just saying, you know what? I love me. I got to a point when I was, like, 18 years old. I said, you know, I love what I see in the mirror. I, it doesn't matter. So what now, how old to. were you then when you came when, to the states? When I came to the states, I was about seven, eight years old. So for a full decade, yeah, you were made to feel less than. I yeah, you were I made felt to like feel that. unpretty. Yes, literally. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and at some point, you were like, "No, I define. I define who, like, what you, what I think is pretty. Yes, and and I think I'm pretty." And it doesn't matter what you think anymore. Like, I really don't care. So obviously this was something that was so not just important to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just for what other people think or feel about you. Yeah. Obviously, visually <laughs> is is one of the most important senses, right? Yeah, Up yes. until you open your mouth. <laughs> yes. But now you felt a responsibility or a calling I should say hey. to help others yes because you understand what that I feels do. like yeah yeah that especially for dark skin yeah especially dark skin women yeah now um, we talk about when we talk about black women women of color first of all I want to ask that because your project obviously you're of Haitian descent yes do you you identify as a black woman yes I do um, but now the I think your pretty project specifically states African American a series of photos of dark skin African American woman. Um, can that project is does it just does it include black girls though of all cultures? Um, I I could say that I, right now I I'm just focusing on um African American black women. Yes, but um I thought about like doing Indian. All, I mean, Indian but what, women, right, what if an Indian also, woman? What if a I Dominican woman that. walked in and she wanted I, to be part of the? She, you know project. what? She can be a part of it. Yeah. Yes, she can. She right. can, because I thought about that too. Indian women are being ridiculed also, and I'm like, I've, um, there was a time period where I did like um, photography for Indian weddings, yeah. and I used to look at like these women, and I'm like, man, they're pretty. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, these are the ones who's being told like, no, 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 you're you're you deserve to be put in the sideline, and I'm like, no, yeah, this that's not the case. Yeah, like, come on. Regardless of the culture, we still we, we can still, still relate. Yeah, the same and same, see the same same, right. same issue. We'll talk. So now, obviously, women have issues, body image issues. <laughs> of course, but yes. we're going to specifically talk about Black women' mm-hmm. body image issues, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. that's the whole point of that's what you're trying to counter with the "I think you're pretty" campaign, yes. right? So now, according to the Journal of Black Psychology, where else would I find it from? <laughs> black women retain many issues, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to their hair, their skin tone, and body type. It's, yes. it's these pretty much these three things. 
um, being thick toned, curvy, especially in the black culture, is optimal. It's, it's and if you're yeah. thin, that's that's for white women, mm-hmm. right? So I'm assuming, and of course, just even being curvy and having tits and ass, mm. black women are also hypersexualized. Yeah. Uh, now. We can take that even further back. The devaluation, uh, specifically of black women in the United States, has been rooted in the institution of American slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, black women's bodies were routinely violated for profit yes. and pleasure yes. without recourse or protection for themselves. Now, during the slave era, um, there were a lot of negative and we talked about blackface earlier yeah but even more specifically for the black woman there were negative and controlling images about black women that regarded them as sexualized jezebels yeah just like um there's an image of the i think her name was lucy um like this lady who kind of had like this big derriere yeah like yeah yeah that's what they were used for yeah sapphires what they were called oh wow okay and they were deserving Mm -hmm. of nothing more than sexual exploitation and regarded as breeder women so if you were the owner of a plantation that's what you used her as wow Uh, you used her to populate to continue populating your plantation with new slave stock wow so we can we can say oh it has to do with magazine no it stems earlier than that even back in slavery yeah right it stems earlier than that and this is why we we say oh we should be over blackface and all these other things no these things are hurtful because they still they're rooted in slavery yeah it still show Mm -hmm. it's still it's still present however veiled (laughs) but here's the thing with that too yeah everything is rooted back so you could root back a lot of things to slavery but I think we need to stop being a victim of the, of it. Right, right. We need and to stop playing the victim. Right. We have the power to change it now. Well, now in terms of body image, I yeah. think you would f- find it. Well, I wouldn't find it surprising. Black women report lower levels in terms of body image dissatisfaction in terms of size. So black mm-hmm. women, unlike their white counterpart counterparts, have less concerns about dieting weight fluctuations and fear of fatness (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i mean even when i know when i go home it's it happens to us males too you need to eat something (laughs) (laughs) um however that does not mean a black woman still does not constantly strive for a certain ideal of beauty Mm -hmm. but let's talk about body size now you are a voluptuous woman yes i am yes i am (laughs) um Something I'm sure you're proud of. Yes, I am. It, it took me a while to get there, but I am very proud of it. <laughs> now, but now, do you have in this I I think you're pretty campaign? Yeah. Right. Do you find that there are black women who are not voluptuous might have like uh, image problems? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. Like there are women who I think, you know, are probably like in to, in society standards are perfect but that they still look at their bodies and go oh i can still try to fix this yeah or maybe i can you know because it's a cultural thing yeah right yeah 
and for me i can honestly say like there was a time period where i i said i said the same thing i thought the same way i thought oh man like oh maybe my stomach is just a little bit too big who's gonna want that um you know no my butt is not too not big enough maybe right. <laughs> like who's gonna want me Got but then it. like Got i remember it. um back in high school <laughs> i used to say this to my friend also i that's why i think about like my me becoming who i am it's just my mindset in high school i used to say stuff like um <laughs> yeah i have rolls in my stomach but that's just more loving that's more place more cushion for the cushion <laughs> more cushion yeah more cushion and and you know someone's gonna love all these rolls someone's and <laughs> <gonna love. laughs> someone out there's gonna love these rolls and so that, that that's that's my mindset now is you know like my body is it's perfect it's so not, what now with the um i think your pretty campaign mm-hmm what are some of the issues that you've found that some of your models have had so far um, that this project is helping them to overcome one person i like um, this is your oh thank you <laughs> one person she has stretch stretch marks all over her one of the right. photos is on my page right now yeah she has stretch marks all over her body because she went through a phase where she was big and she lost weight and you know so of course you know that left stretch marks all over her body and that was one of the issues that she struggled with um when it came to um, her body image and she decided you know what i'm just gonna showcase that part of my body shout out to thurland duval thurland thurland <laughs> <laughs> but you know she decided to you know do that to just showcase her body because she she said you know what I'm, i love my body i love i love yeah. the person that i'm becoming i worked hard on this body yeah so why why, why should not? i be ashamed of it right yeah so that yeah, there are people who are slap a little, <laughs> you know. What? <laughs> what is it? The 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 butter on it? Yeah, <laughs> what, cocoa butter, shea cocoa butter, butter. Yeah, yeah, shea <laughs> butter, whatever you need. But yeah, so there are people who like have still have insecurities when it comes to that. So now, um, beauty for black women mm-hmm. can also, as we briefly went over, we're going to talk about it now, can be tied to their hair. Yeah. Um, again, according to the Journal of Black Psychology, <laughs> African American women, but I'll say black women, yeah, just say black of all, women. spend a significant amount of time and finances on their hair. Now, generally speaking, <laughs> and then we're going to bring it back to you, why is a black woman's crown so important to her? It's. I don't, I'm not even. Hmm. I don't. I can't. I don't even think I should be the person who answer that question because you still okay. So now for <laughs> well, for our because it's 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 history. It's our history. It's um you know the the kinks is different. We're different from everyone yeah. else. Yeah. It's. I think that's what a lot of people um like, especially black women, have been discovering is like our hair is our natural hair is is healthy in itself. Right. So why are you putting all these things chemicals. in there chemicals to, to straighten it. It, it you're trying to straighten your hair because you're trying to make yourself up, change your appearance to make yourself look you eurocentric know. yeah yeah basically and it's like no accept your kinks accept yes. you know the you know the, the bounce and accept that now <laughs> how, so easy to say <laughs> when years hundreds of years black women have been taught that they aren't worthy mm-hmm. for how they look mm-hmm. so you know and then when we you know you know aretha's done it um um 
Etta James has done it. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Mariah, ev- from all different colors, yeah. all different backgrounds. Black women, Mary J. Blige, yeah, have put on straight hair, blonde hair, even. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And this is a lot to compete with. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms, you're not just competing with culture; you're competing with pop culture. Yeah, because I feel like they're 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 kind of setting a, stand, a standard of what they and, think beauty is, yeah. or what pop culture think beauty is. And when you see all of that, like even natural, like regular women, you see on Instagram, it, you see all of that, and then you kind of get intimidated. You not that there think, wasn't Nina Simone or Erica Badu, or yeah. you know, not that there weren't. But because, but, but because of the um, the, the celebrity <laughs> um, like Beyonce, Beyonce is like basically a god like god itself to a lot of people and they look at her and she, anything she says anything she does everyone's gonna go with it yeah. everyone because they just love her yeah. so if she comes out and says you know what if, she, if i think if beyonce comes out tomorrow in the afro yeah. and a dashiki they're gonna be like yo like i'm i'm down for this dashiki movement. but now when you look at beyonce <laughs> mm-hmm. and she walks out with little blue ivy who has a big who has fro, an afro right? yeah yeah yeah, she's she's embracing it. Yeah, she's she's making sure that her daughter knows what like that she's beautiful naturally. Yeah, and I I love that the fact that she's doing that yeah. with her kids because I think we shouldn't shame anyone either. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do with my hair. So what? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, she's earned that right. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she did. Um, but at the same time, I I don't think that you know everyone should just follow what's trending because you know. Right. So now there is a natural hair movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, focused on encouraging black women with African ancestry. Yes. From more cultures again to I'm celebrate. Team Baldi. Team yeah. Baldi. So you are <laughs> right. So there is a movement out there. Wear your kinky hair. Wear your curly hair. Whatever texture you is. Now you are Baldi by choice. Yes, Baldi by choice. Um. Wh- why was that? Also to break away from this whole Eurocentric ideas about what black women should look like. Yes. Or did you have another personal reason? That was one of it. And my own personal reason, I think that I, like I said, I think it just brought out my features even more. Yeah. My cheekbones, my my lips, the yeah. fact that I have a large forehead, it just brought it out even more. So um, um, I, I love the way I look. I just love it. I, 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 <laughs> I, I kiss myself in the mirror every yeah. morning because I just how much it just brought my features out and and i've gotten a lot of compliments because of it yeah um but before that before this i had dreads um i had long Ah. dreads and um and even before my dreads i had my hair natural yeah so like i had my hair natural majority of my life yeah so you've never sported obviously if you do decide you would sport a teeny weeny afro yeah i could which is you know now um in an article in Essence magazine, mm-hmm. now even though black women have embraced their natural hair, yeah. whether it's the the teeny weeny afro mm-hmm. or the dreadlocks or even the bald, yeah. right? Um, they have at some point had to been made to deny their blackness for their profession, mm-hmm. meaning. It you know the workplace says oh, you can't yeah. wear your hair like that. It's yeah. not professional, which obviously singles out <laughs> yeah. people of color, right? So, um, so women, black women, 
I feel, you know, it's obviously known, would experience more criticism. Yeah, for their hair. For their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, believe it or not, in industries such as retail and fashion. Mm-hmm. Silly. Even, yeah, retail, fashion, even um, like business. Yeah. I remember when I first. And like, let's really. <laughs> we love her. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But even Michelle Obama oh, sported yeah. relaxed hair. Yeah. Yeah, she did. She did. I think she straightened her, but yeah, but she's still right or whatever it is, hot straight cold hair. <laughs> but um, when I when in my twenties, I was looking for jobs and stuff, and that was one of my challenges because I had my dreads in my twenties, and I've had several people say to me, "Oh, you're not gonna get a job with that type of hair." Yeah, I've had literally, I've tried applying in corporate places, um, like even small, like you know, hole in the wall places. Yeah. They all said the same thing. It was it was uh, an appearance thing for them. It's, so and I'm like, I why can't, are you so afraid? I, can know, so sh- I cannot control your skin color. <laughs> but now <laughs> here's what I can going to try to control. Your hair. Yeah. And it's like, what are you so afraid of? What is it that you think is going to happen to your business? Or, to um, you know, like, are you going to have less people come in into this, this store? Or are you going to have less people work, do business with you because I work with you? Or now, work ju- for you? Yeah. Just the assumption, I'm assuming... Mm-hmm. Oh, people are going to uh, equate it to a Rastafarian. <laughs> it's it's the Silly. dumbest thing, and Rastafarians are positive people, right? They're right, the right. most loving pe- group of people in the planet. People aren't going to like equate, they, yeah, you but know. yeah, they don't like. We're we're so we just want to stick to this the negative aspect on everything. No, Rastafarians are the most peaceful peaceful group of people on the planet. So you, now you feel like you have been denied. So what? The, I mean, what did? You said you weren't going. I mean, you you were told this, but mm-hmm. did you you didn't do it for that reason? What shave my hair? Off yeah, or? that's not no, why you did it. No, but I now didn't. were you denied gigs or jobs because of your hair at that time? Because no. of your locks? No, because you demanded otherwise. Yeah, I I I I made the decision. I'm going to be myself no matter what. Yeah, wherever I go, I'm going to be. Honest. Well, would you take a gig? <laughs> uh, not that you you already started your production company. Mm-hmm. But would, would there have been a time if you, there was this job that maybe you really wanted? They said you need to put on a wig. No, I'm not taking. I'm not taking that job. If you yeah. can't accept me, I'm not. Then no. Yeah. You need to accept me for who I am. So fully. black women have made progress. Yeah, we have. In terms of owning their own unique beauty. Yes, we have. Yes. In terms of body type mm-hmm. and hair. Obviously, we're going to talk about skin tone next. <laughs> um, what's with the false? eyelashes what's this about i mean we're talking about natural hair and then you slap on some fake eyelashes i don't know <laughs> what's the trend there i, I guess it's a preference because some people they i'm not even gonna lie some people when they put on false eyelashes they look actually Cray. really good oh no, yes they right look, some, some of them yeah, yeah, look yes, really yes. good with it some of them have like you know don't have that much eyelash coming in growing in and so they put right. it on but i've seen others it's just like it looks like wings on top of their eyes <laughs> and you're saying to yourself why did you do this to yourself and they wear glasses girl your lashes <laughs> are hitting your glasses yeah it's true but i i don't i don't understand it i don't understand it's a it's a beauty thing it's a i still live in the hood it is big <laughs> no friday me. saturday night and then monday morning you're like oh, where did all these lashes <laughs> When I get, why are these lashes in the elevator when I go to get like my eyebrows just like shaped and, and cleaned off um, I, there's like a, like two or three <laughs> women ahead of me I love it just to get we're their not eyelashes we're shaving them 
<laughs> we're no, just no, trying we're to not. understand. It, it's a it's a preference, I think. It's just okay. a preference. <laughs> now, um, again, going back to, I think you're pretty. Yes. Thank we you. want black. I do. I do. I think you're well. <laughs> Let's be real. I think you're beautiful. Now, you specifically, before we even talk about color and colorism, mm-hmm. you wear braces. Yes, I do. Um, was this something? How long have you been wearing braces? I've only I've had braces for a year now. Is um, this something you've always been advised to do, but yourself would feel like maybe it might hinder how you feel about how I your could, appearance? I couldn't. You know, I, here's the thing: it was cosmetic wise. Um, it, growing up, I used um, I used to suck my finger when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. So you had an overbite. I had an overbite, and I had like gaps between my teeth. Yeah. And when I was growing up, like we just couldn't afford yeah. um, getting braces. But now that I'm working for myself and I can I'm, I can afford it I said why not yeah like why not just fix my teeth cause it was teeth giving, are important it was giving me like a lisp also I still have that little lisp there but it was like heavy and it was just it was just too much so I was like you know let me just fix it and so I can have a you know a nicer smile yeah <laughs> now growing up yes I, I've spoken about this before in the hood mm-hmm. as a Puerto Rican mm-hmm. um Mainly, our neighbors were black. Yeah. So I did. I've noticed a lot of my black friends had the same problem. Wait, like teeth? The sucking their thumb until however age. (laughs) Like me, well, my mom said she used to suck her thumb thumb when she was a um, a child, also. It was kind of like, I don't know, it's a family thing? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I did it. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to. That's gonna have to be a topic I delve into. Yeah, sucking thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Hard issues. Hard. Because hard. let's be real. I yeah. mean, we're not just talking about looks. We're talking about how the world perceives you and how you perceive yourself. I think. Like, does that say something? If you're still sucking your thumb at 26, does that say something about how you perceive yourself? I think it's a it's a possibly an immature thing. Also, like um. Um, one of the things I learned about sucking thumbs is like um, kids use it as a coping right like a soothing thing it's a clutch it's, it's a clutch yeah so at, if you're at 26 years old like what is it that you're facing that you cannot right like, face, <laughs> you cannot deal with but am I wrong to say that I've only noticed and maybe maybe it's just me living in a bubble mm. in my black family friends neighbors the people I know I and mean, love I've seen it it's not as you're not prevalent. wrong for saying that but I'm, I mean it's not I'm the 80s sure anymore but I've seen it yeah you're not wrong for saying that but we're I'm gonna have sure to uncover that <laughs> find, find statistics on that now <laughs> yes <laughs> obviously skin tone yes is another facet of beauty of course and body image mm-hmm. and we talk about we could be in the same family mm-hmm. in the same culture you could be high yellow yes or you could be really dark mm-hmm um, now, obviously, skin color can have significant implications for how someone feels about themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's not has nothing to do with themselves, but maybe they're taught it in society. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I feel like, obviously, related to racism. Yes. Colorism, I feel, is can bleed into our own culture mm-hmm. and how we feel about each other. So it's not an outward thing a racist thing mm-hmm. 
Now, when you're talking about colorism, it could be more inward. Yeah. Um. Like perfect example. Like, if I were to stand, if I, especially when it comes to dating. So if I, I met guys who if black they have to choose, yeah, black men. If they have to choose between someone like me who's dark skin and they have to choose between someone who's like a little bit fair skinned they'll pick her because you know light is bright they'll if they have <laughs> light a, is bright light is bright and light is right you know and if they have uh, if they light have <laughs> and if they end up having a child with this person you know That's they'll have so light skin pretty kids growing up me and my friends we came up with the and obviously this affected my own mm-hmm. self-esteem but one of my um one of our quotes if if <laughs> if you ain't brown you ain't down <laughs> which is opposite right yeah but but yes so obviously it's all perspective it's perspective a lot a lot especially guys that i met they said that you know it's it's, you know we all have our preference it's not really a preference no it's a it's a egotistical thing it's Mm -hmm. a it's a you know you're just trying to get you know get you know your friends to to give you a pat on the back for having this I bang that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> you 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 need the the little pat in the back from your friends because you know you have this 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 thing that everyone wants. This person that everyone wants. I think um, I didn't put it in my notes, but I'm just remembering one of my favorite movies, School Days mm, by yeah. Spike Lee. Oh, oh Spike yes. Lee joint. Oh yeah, they had the on um, the sorority. Good or bad hair. Yeah, right, the Jigaboos. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um. Which obviously Spike Lee highlighted within mm-hmm. the black culture. Yeah, the light is yeah. right and the yeah. dark is, I guess, wrong. But are we are we breaking away from that? Do you I, feel as a? Uh, I think we are. Yeah, I think we are. And like, and obviously, the I think you're pretty movement. I'm, I'm trying to campaign. break. Yeah, I'm trying to push through in that with that one too. I think we are breaking away from that. Um, because um, darker skinned women are saying, you know what? I'm tired of being. Un, like unappreciated like no I, yeah yeah nope yeah continue no it's, it's fine devalued <laughs> yeah devalued underappreciated demeaned, yeah demeaned because of your dark skin mm-hmm. so it's taken taking you a while to accept yeah it did. yeah and now you're helping others accept their yeah but now conversely okay if we talk about our high yellow sisters mm-hmm. i love you faith evans <laughs> do you feel more black because of your darker complexion and someone like Mariah who obviously embraces her black identity mm-hmm. should she feel less black no no black is black black is and black. um like it's Holly Berry will throw her <laughs> in there too like there's a saying like you know if you have a drop of black in you you're black yeah. you could look appearance wise you can look um you know Caucasian because like Mariah Carey she has you know long straight hair she has fair skin but you know what if you have a drop of black in you you're black <laughs> like perfect example like amber rose i found out that her mom is kind of like i think half half black or something like that well when i look at amber rose i see a oh you see a white person but like amber oh, no, rose I've, I've, really I've seen her as you see her as a, a black, black woman no but but i guess because society, of her image yeah her anyway. image she looks white but she has she has black in her and she identifies herself as a black mm. woman too so I was like, "Wow." Well, but that's what I thought. I thought she did identify herself. <laughs> yeah, she as a does. Black she woman. she she identifies herself as Let's a black woman. Let's talk about this, right? We're we're gonna run out of time. I don't have time to play play this game. But um, now, um, I don't want to run out of time. But we brought this up. So now, when you in this past September, mm-hmm. 
all the big fashion magazines, pretty much all the covers, um, the coveted mainstream fashion magazines, including Vogue, Glamour, and Elle, all the models on the cover were black. Wow. That included Beyonce, Rihanna, Yara, Shahidi Mm -hmm. um, from Blackish, I believe. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish, Tracy Ellis Ross, Lupita Nyong'o, Mm -hmm. Zendaya, uh, Slick Woods, yeah. Who is also bald. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh Issa Rae. Yes. Um, Asia, Naomi King, Laverne Cox, mm-hmm. Naomi Campbell. Yep. All diverse in skin tone. Mm-hmm. All diverse in hair texture. Yeah. And all diverse in build. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Is this progress for black girls or it's definitely progress. Yeah. Anytime a black a black person is, you know put on a pedestal to just like and we they represent us i feel like in a positive way in in pop culture yeah in pop culture it's progress especially embraced by such big beauty and big magazines the magazines like that being able to you know highlight these women now yeah i feel you mentioned something earlier Mm -hmm. where black girls know who they are in the world at this moment they didn't need these magazines. Do you feel like it's just the magazines catching up and now they're just exploiting that? Yes, I do. I think, Another way to think about it? Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's, it's about time. It's about time. We've been they, waiting. They, we already knew that. We it's already, about time. We, you already we already, already know. knew we deserve those covers. It's about time you, you get on board with this this this, this train. <laughs> <laughs> because it, we've been doing this for years. Black people have celebrated and loved loved their melanin for years. Yeah, but it, I don't understand why it took so long for 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 society and for pop culture or for fashion to accept it. Like, yeah. why 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 did it have to take so long? Why did it have to take so many people to to, to fight against it and and protest in order for you to fight and like in order for you to accept it? Why did it have to take so long? Yeah. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening. And by the way, you are listening to the Junker Jam Hour. I'm your host, Christopher Albert. <laughs> You are listening to us courtesy of Radio Free Brooklyn, the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station, streaming original content by New York City artists and broadcasters 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And this is where you can find us. For more information about everything we do at Radio Free Brooklyn, you can log on to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Now, um, are you still casting, by the way, yes, for I the am. I Think You're Pretty campaign? Yes, I am. Um, helping dark-skinned girls define <laughs> what beauty means to them. Yeah. Uh, the casting call, what, Lenza Productions at Gmail? At gmail.com. Um, you can email me and you can just follow me on, I'm on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. All at Lenza. That's Lenza L-E-N-S, Productions. Yeah. L-E-N-S. S-A Productions. Productions. Yeah. Everywhere. Yes. All right. Now, and she is recruiting black girls. <laughs> yes, I am. Of all cultures. Yes. Um, help her to help you define your beauty. Now, we're almost out of time. I would like to play a game. I think we're not going to have time for it. <laughs> I want to talk because you say it is your goal to eventually become associated with an organization that help women mm-hmm. who have been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Why is such adventure important to you? It's important to me because it's my own personal story. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's my own personal story. I've been um, sexually abused myself as a child. Yes. So, like... Um, now, one in five women, by the way, this is from the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. Mm-hmm. One in five women and one in 71 men will be raped at some point in their lives. 91% of victims of sexual abuse, sexual assault, yeah. are female. Yeah. Yeah. Female, young kids. Yeah. So, um, it's part- 12.3%, sorry, of women okay. were age 10 or younger mm-hmm. at the time of their first rape or victimization. And most likely is by family members yeah. you know, or like a, you know, a friend or neighbor, a trusted friend or neighbor. And, and that was my story. So, so this sounds like it might be another, <laughs> another project. Another yeah, Lenza it is. It actually is another project that I am going to start working on it pretty soon. But the name of the project is called Boldly Speed Project. Let's say that again. Boldly Speak Project. Boldly Speak Project. Yeah, so my now, goal, obviously, your goal is to help others mm-hmm. speak boldly yes. about their experiences yeah, about the, yes. and not to live in silence. Yep. Yes. What has helped you to speak boldly? Um, I've had mentors. I've had like I there was a time period in my twenties where I went to therapy. Um, but I had mentors who basically went through the same experiences that I went, I've been through. And, you know, they just told, you know, explained to me and just like help, help me to understand that, you know, there's more to life. Like you should not be ashamed by it because like I was carrying that shame for a very long time. It's such a big weight. Yeah, it is a big weight. Especially if you're at such a young age. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's normal. You don't don't know what's up or down. You don't know how to, how to deal with it. Right. You don't know if like what you're doing is the right decision. So like. Did you have to go to therapy? I went to therapy um, oh. briefly in my twenties. Yeah. Yes. Um, but um, therapy, I realized that therapy wasn't really for me. But it was, I was better off like having someone like a mentor. Yes. And so I had, I have a mentor, which you, which is still part <laughs> of your own therapization. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, like whenever I was going through anything or felt any way, I would call her, and she was, she was always there, like just talk to me. And- so. And, and it could be in the black culture too, mm-hmm. right? You're not supposed to feel pain. We've, we, you've, we've overcome enough. We're oh, too please. strong. We're strong no, black no, women. No. We're strong black men. If we, if we need help, right? if we need support, we, there's support out there. We just need to make sure that we, we find it and, and be open to it. And be open to it. Be open to the support because there are people who want the help. But there are people, but because a lot of black people. Makes them feel weak. Yeah. A lot of black people they have this facade where they think you know you know you're gonna be weak you're gonna look you know a certain way you're gonna be, be put down for seeking help for saying hey i have some type of mental illness or i have i've gone through some type of trauma and i need support yes when in the end it really it's only to empower you yeah it's your healing that yeah. you're, you're you're doing you need healing you need time to, to 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 regroup and you know find who you are and and work on it yeah well, thank you, Anna, so very much Yay. for sharing all of your stories and sharing your projects. Again, um, Anna is the founder of Lenza Productions, and they are currently working on the hashtag I Think You're Pretty campaign. You can find more about that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Lenza Productions and everything we do here, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and everything I do. Please log on to JunkyJam.com. Have a blessed Monday, everyone. Bye. <laughs>